0: Hey, it's Marque from the Markay Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Marque Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening.
1: Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between ten and twelve. Informative. You call people out, no matter what they are. And you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts
0: now. You know, I just I watched this Joe Biden thing today on MSNBC with Mika Brzezinski, and I just I have to tell you. This this is I, it's not that I don't believe Joe Biden it's that I don't believe Joe Biden has any idea what anyone is talking about. It's not that I don't believe Joe Biden thinks he didn't do this thing with Tara Reid, not the actress from American Pie, the other Tara Reid. Uh, it's not that I I don't believe that he didn't do this thing with her in 1993. It's that I just don't think he recollects anything back that far. Uh, I don't think he understands the questions being asked. And when he gave the answer, there was, this was one of the most awkward interviews that I have ever seen on television. This is one of the most awkward interviews. And Mika Brzezinski, I mean, look, we're no fan of hers. And she's no fan of ours either. But at the same time, to have to sit there in awkward, like long, awkward silences when you could watch the vice president, former vice president of the United States, and the presumptive Democratic nominee for president just stare at the camera trying to comprehend what's happening to him. It was it was uncomfortable. it was really really uncomfortable to watch uh and also also kind of awesome uh what's up everyone? this is the Markay show my name's Markay 765 1045 is our number 765 1045 if you're too lazy to dial all 10 of those numbers just hit star star 1045 on your cell phone and you can get right through couple programming notes before we get into this but we want to lay it all out there for you because we want everyone to be informed and we want to limit the number of complaints because we get a lot of those. We're trying to limit the number. <laughs> our, our inbox gets jammed up and then the IT guys like, what are all these complaints? Can you, can you do something about that? So here's the deal. We have a good solid hour, a good solid hour of the Mark Kay show today. We'll get into the Biden stuff. Uh, there were big protests going on yesterday in Michigan. Armed protesters storming the castle, the Capitol, not the castle. That would have been great, though. Have fun storming the castle, Bye, boy! <laughs> no, no, you were right the first time. They were storming the Capitol building, and they were, and they were. I mean, they were chanting. They're very creative chants too. But they've had enough of it, in Michigan man. They are sick and tired of this Governor Whitmer, who a lot of people still believe is the presumptive vice presidential nominee, uh, uh, b- basically taking all of their rights. And and summarily dismissing them uh, for no for no real good reason. And uh, to the point where they really I mean, they really took matters into their own hands. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll get into the Biden MSNBC thing. We'll get to some of your phone calls then at 11 a.m. today. At 11 a.m. today, we will be interrupted, preempted. We will be, you know, whatever. We will be handing over our airwaves to a joint press conference here in Jacksonville between Governor Ron DeSantis and Mayor Lenny Curry. Uh, those two dudes are getting together to talk about the further openings here in Florida. The next steps as we look, as you just heard in the uh, in the top of the hour, in the uh, three big things, the St. John's Town Center starting to reopen. The beaches starting to reopen even further, we believe, is what's going to happen. We'll be looking at the next steps, what businesses will be able to, uh, to uh, go back to business, basically, and when they'll be able to do that. So all of that. Uh, it's coming up at 11. It's a really important press conference. We're stoked that it's happening here in the Jacksonville area. And it, it definitely is something we want to take and listen to. It could also be lengthy. So depending on how verbose these guys are today, we will then come back with some fake news Friday, or we may not. We may we may just have an early lunch. It's going to be one or the other, uh, but only time will tell. 855 765 one oh four All right. So let's talk a little bit. Um, let's talk a little bit about Joe Biden, because I feel like I feel like that's probably where we need to start. And this is something that the Biden campaign has been ignoring for weeks. They've had ample opportunity to talk about it. He's done like a dozen different interviews on television. Each and every interviewer has totally ignored it. He met last week in a Zoom call, a joint Zoom press conference, whatever, with former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton to talk about her endorsement of him for president and also how women are dealing with the coronavirus and the situation that women find themselves in with the quarantine. And despite all of those interviews and all of those opportunities for Joe Biden to set the record straight on this Tara Reid interview, he has not been asked about it. CNN has ignored the subject. MSNBC until today has ignored the subject. And there was a big article in the New York Times. Why is it that Tara Reid can't get on the news? Why is it that CBS won't do a, a Gail King sit down with Tara Reid? They She sat down with everybody else. She sat down with R. Kelly about his allegations. But, but Gail King's not sitting down with the accuser of Joe Biden, someone who has more credibility than, than, uh, than what Broderick did way back when, in the Clinton years when she had rape allegations against the president. So it, it has really been. I mean, she this woman has been blackballed from major news networks except for Fox News. A lot of people said, well, she hasn't she hadn't appeared on Fox News either. And I was reading an article with her. She said she didn't want to pick Fox News or CNN because she didn't want to seem partisan. She's under the incorrect assumption that Fox News is still a partisan news operation. Pardon me, and it is not. Uh, but anyway, it, it appears that that's going to be where you'll see her first. And we believe that Chris Wallace will be doing that interview. So before that happened, MSNBC and the Joe Biden campaign, they wanted to get out in front of it. They finally broke their silence after three weeks. And, man, I'll tell you what. They probably should have stayed silent. They Joe Biden in his bunker again, in his book-clad bunker in Wilmington, Delaware, Fired up the camera once again after probably hours, if not days, of prep by whoever's in charge of prepping Joe Biden. And again, I would not wish that job on my worst enemy. I would, that's like, that's like sending somebody into a round room and telling them to sit in the corner. We want you to prep Joe Biden for this live television interview and make sure he doesn't make a fool of himself. So they've been prepping him, they've been going around, they've been making sure that he's he knows what's happening. Probably he got the questions uh, that Mika Brzezinski was going to ask beforehand. Probably producers from MSNBC were instructed to, uh, you know, stick to these words, stick to these questions, go in this order. Because, again, the vice president doesn't seem, he doesn't seem like he can keep a lot going on at one time. So he does his interview today with Mika Brzezinski, and there are several, he goes through, He, I mean, he does pretty well with his pre-planned statement, which is it's not. And we'll get to that. here. We have the whole thing. But he basically starts off with it never happened. Then after his pre-planned statement is out of the way, Mika gets into more questioning, which requires off the cuff answers. It requires extemporaneous speaking. It requires him to actually be able to create process a question, create a thought and then answer it correctly and clearly. Something that Joe Biden is no longer capable of doing. And in doing so, I believe, dug himself a deeper hole. I believe this interview with MSNBC did not exonerate the vice president. In fact, it made him look less mentally capable of holding any political office, number one. And number two, made him look even guiltier. Because he would not allow the records that they want to search to be searched. And when pressed on it, he gave flimsy, weak, ridiculous examples as to why he gave the lamest excuses. And the problem that the Democrats have is that these are the same excuses that all politicians give, same excuses Trump gave, same excuses Trump gives for his taxes. Well, the Democrats will rip into a Republican who would say something like this. But now it's the flip side. Now you've got Mika Brzezinski, a female reporter, interviewing Joe Biden about a a really disgusting sexual act that he's been accused of committing against one of his staffers while he was the senator from Delaware. And she this is a slippery slope, man. This is where you have serious problems in the Democratic Party. This is their real this is this is where they really have to kind of kind of swallow that jagged little pill. How much do they want? Joe Biden to be president so much that they're willing to ignore what has been one of their biggest issues, and that is equal rights for women. The Me Too movement. Taking down rich, powerful men who believe that they can have their way with women just because they're rich, powerful men. Every now and then, they've gotta like, they've gotta, you know, turn their head. And try not to throw up and throw their support behind somebody that they know they should not be supporting. And I think what Mika Brzezinski showed everyone in the Democratic Party today is this is another case of exactly that. 855 Quick break. We'll play you those. I got all the clips for you here in just a minute. Oh, and did you hear what Nancy Pelosi said yesterday about Joe Biden? Forget it. It's like she doesn't even want him to be president. Which, let's face it, she probably doesn't. Uh, we'll get to all that here in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show. More coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Remember to
1: subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way, you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk.
2: more we abide by the rules and guidelines of phase one, will determine how soon phase two and phase
0: three come. Yeah, that's exactly. If you want phase two and phase three, got to do phase one for it's all in phases. That's what the governor and the uh, mayor are going to be talking about later on today. Right here live at 11 a.m. We'll bring it to you. Um, they're going to be at, where is it, Little Talbot Island? Little Talbot Island. That's very State exciting. State Park. Yeah. Uh, 855-765-1045. Before we get to that, let's get to little Joe Biden. Uh, little <laughs> <laughs> Little Joe Biden. He he's had a couple bad bad ending to the week. Yesterday, Nancy Pelosi. By the way, before we get into Joe Biden today on MSNBC's Morning Joe with Mika Brzezinski. Uh, we had to talk about yesterday. So uh, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, she likes to do these press conferences to let everyone remind to remind everyone that, you know, she's still alive and she's still trying to destroy Donald Trump. And she was asked about Joe Biden and specifically Tara Reid. And she said something which immediately started trending and which she immediately wished she could have taken back and which Joe Biden, once someone explained to him, I'm sure what she'd said, probably was not thrilled about and may have actually pushed this interview with Mika Brzezinski this morning to the to the front burner. Here's what Nancy Pelosi said about Joe Biden and Tara Reid's allegations
3: against him. There's a lot of excitement around the idea that women will be heard and be listened to. There is also due process.
0: Unless you're the President of the United States. Sorry, I had to interject. And uh the fact that joe biden is joe biden the fact that joe biden is joe biden now people were not happy with her for saying that because joe biden is joe biden is the equivalent of boys will be boys you know did joe biden sniff that woman live on stage oh joe biden is joe biden did joe biden just cup that woman's breast inappropriately oh that's just you know joe joe biden that's just joe biden it's the equivalent of boys will be boys, which is the antithesis of everything that the Me Too movement and the feminist movement and the Democrats should be against. They have taken down so many of their own. I mean, Al Franken, for example, Al Franken did the inappropriate photo with the woman on the plane. Boom. He was got gun- nobody was shouting, oh. Al Franken is Al Franken. But when you're the vice president of the United States and you're the only person that, that they're trying to nominate to take down Donald Trump, you've got to make excuses. So that's what Nancy's doing. Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Man, nobody. That was the wrong thing for her to say at the wrong time. So now Joe Biden is forced to go on TV with Mika Brzezinski on Morning Joe. And here's what she asked him about these allegations.
3: And here's what he said. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid?
2: No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally. It never, never happened. And it didn't. It never
0: happened. It never, never happened. He's saying unequivocally that it never happened. Now, here's the thing. I think before we take Joe Biden just at his word blindly, we need to ask him about some other things because he doesn't remember the Declaration of Independence. He doesn't remember what city he's in half the time. He doesn't uh, remember what who his brother is, who his sister is, who his wife is. He doesn't remember a lot of stuff. He remembers things wrong. In fact, he's been busted in several. He said he got arrested in South Africa coming off the plane when none of that actually happened. So either he's lying or he's remembering it wrong. But I don't think Joe Biden's memory is something we could ever or should ever take for granted. But he continued. In the best of my knowledge has been
2: no complaints made against me in terms of my Senate career, in terms of my office and anything that's been run. Look, this is an open book. There's nothing for me to hide. Nothing at all.
0: Yeah. He said, look, there's nothing for me at all to hide. So then Mika asks him, well, then why are you hiding all
3: this stuff? Do you agree with the reporting that those records were supposed to be revealed to the public?
0: OK, she's talking about University of Delaware records. There are records in the University of Delaware archives of uh, things that Joe Biden, speeches that Joe Biden has given, of uh, things at his time in Senate, uh, personnel records, that kind of stuff. He refuses to let them be unsealed. Here's she asked about that.
3: Do you agree with the reporting that those records were supposed to be revealed to the public and then they were resealed for a longer period of time until after you leave, quote, public life? And if you agree with that, if that's what happened, why did that happen?
2: Because, look. The fact is that there's a lot of things that of speeches I've made, positions I've taken, interviews that, that that I did overseas with people, all of those things relating to my job. And the idea that they would all be made public in the fact while I was running for public office, they could be really taken out of context.
0: All right, so here's where the situation stands. Biden comes on. He says, look, unequivocally, this never happened. She presses him about some of the documentation, which clearly he knew. So he goes, look, here's the problem with that. You have to search the National Archives. You search the University of Delaware, and you're going to find all of this material which can't be released while I'm still in public, law, uh, public life. If I'm in the spotlight, if I'm running for public office like the president of the United States, you can't release these documents. Why? Speeches, uh, notes of media Meetings that I've had with world leaders, things that could be taken out of context and used against me. By the way, does this not sound familiar? Notes of meetings I've had, speeches I've given that could be taken out of context. When was the last time we heard about this? Do you remember the transcript of the phone call with the Ukrainian president that Donald Trump made, which the whistleblower supposedly leaked, which was taken totally out of context? Now, Joe Biden's like, hey, you can't make any of this stuff public because it's going to be taken out of context and it's going to hurt me in a general election. So it's got to be sealed. It's got to be sealed until I'm out of until I basically until I'm totally brain dead and can't do anything. Well, the next question and the next question after that led to probably the most uncomfortable two minutes of television I have ever seen. And I watch a lot of Real Housewives. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. I'll play those for you here in just a minute. It, it's not good for Joe Biden moving forward. Eight. I mean, it wasn't anyway, but it's not, It's even worse. 855-765-1045. we got to take a quick break. Traffic weather news, more of the Marquee Show on the way. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV.
1: Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marquee Show. This is the Marquee Show. I think we should give kudos to people like me electricians, plumbers, AC guys that have been out there keeping people's houses up and running.
0: I, you know what? I would concur with that. Kudos to the electricians and the plumbers and the roofers and the exterminators and everyone else. And I've had a lot of them come out to my house because here's the thing. When you spend as much time in your house as we've all been doing now, you start to realize this place is a hellhole. We need to fix this place up. But, uh, you know, even if something breaks, like you need these guys come out there. And I will say this for the most part, for the most part, the people that I've called out, whether it's the pool guy or the electrician or the plumber and the exter- I think I've had all of them that come out. They are man they're wearing the gloves they're wearing the masks they don't high five me anymore uh you know we had a guy come out to give us that we have a broken piece of fence we had to get an estimate because our neighbors are complaining the guy came out he like he gave me a thumbs up from the truck so all everybody who's out there who's who's essential personnel essential in the way you know not the not necessarily that you're a hospital worker or an EMT but we love you guys too and what you're doing is amazing but you guys that go out there and ha, because we're stuck at home you make our home life manageable and make sure that we're not just living in chaos. Uh, we salute you and thanks so much for listening too. Um eight five five seven six five one oh four five is our number. Eight five that should be a new segment. Kudos to me. Where people just leave open mic messages that say, kudos love that. to me, here's what I did. I'm going to scratch we, my back. Yeah, we'll can we can, uh, we'll write that on the board when we get it. <laughs> uh, 855-765-1045. All right, I want to get back to this Mika Brzezinski thing uh, real quick. So anyway, so Joe Biden said that he was not hiding anything, that he was an open book. Um yet these University of Delaware records where there could be information about Tara Reed about her time being employed by the uh, the Joe Biden Senate um campaign office or the Senate office uh there could be complaint there could be any kind of information Mika Brzezinski wants to know Joe Biden why won't you just let somebody search
3: these records are you certain there was nothing about Tara Reed in those records and if so I am absolutely sure why not why not approve a search of her name in those records
2: Prove a search of her name.
3: Yes, and reveal I'm anything not, that might be related to Tara reed in the University of Delaware records.
2: There is nothing. They wouldn't, they're, they're not there. And if they, had, if it's, I, I,
0: I, you know, I don't understand what you're, the point you're trying to make. He doesn't understand the point. She's saying, look, you're saying there's nothing there. Okay, if that's the case, then why not search the records for her name? And he says, because she's not there. And Nika Brzezinski says, I know, doofus, that's why we're, if you're convinced there's nothing with her name in those records, why can't we search him? And he goes, I I don't understand your point. I don't understand your point. And she, I mean, she presses the issue. She's like, look, Mr. Vice President, here's what I'm suggesting. And for, I mean, I would say a good seven to eight seconds, Joe Biden stares into the camera trying to figure out what to say next trying to comprehend what she's actually saying, trying to think about what, trying to remember something. And I don't know how it's going to translate on the radio, but watching this on television was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever seen.
3: I'm, I'm just talking about her name, not anybody else in those records. A search for that. Nothing classified to you... the president or anybody else. I'm just asking, why not do a search for Tara Reed's name in the University of Delaware records?
2: Look, I mean, who who, who does that search?
3: The University of Delaware? <laughs> like I, I
0: almost, I, I mean, I just, I, it's... It's it's one of those situations where it's almost like a child and you catch the child in a lie and you ask him a question and they just sit there and stare at you waiting, you know, and they're like waiting to see what happens next. It's it's and if it's it's either that he's caught in a lie and he's not sure what to do next or that he's just so confused and rattled and befuddled and bewildered and has no recollection of what the truth actually is because he can't remember back to 1993 that it almost becomes sad, really. But this is what's happening. This is what's going on with the front runner for the Democratic Party. This is the guy who they want to put up in front of Donald Trump. and when these accusations come out and and what he did was i mean this was not this was not him on a bus with Billy Bush talking about nasty stuff. This was him doing something and I don't, you know Mika talked about it on her show. I'm not going to talk about it, but he put his hand places where no man should be putting their hands, especially in the workplace. And and this is coming out now with a somewhat it's a credible enough threat that MSNBC feels that Mika Brzezinski has to press him on it. And he's not giving any good answers. In fact, he's saying, no, you can't search the records because, first of all, there's nothing there. Mika. I I don't know what your point is, but her name's not in the records, but you can't search him because there's other stuff in the records which could keep me from becoming president. I'm thinking those other things in the records that are going to keep him from becoming president are Tara Reid's name. But, hey, you know what? That that Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Joe Biden is Joe Biden. That's, a, like, that's the one important thing to remember whenever something like this happens, because there's going to be more. This is the beginning. There's always starts with one. Then there's another and another and another. And every time a new woman comes forward with these kinds of allegations against the former vice president, just remember Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Eight, I mean, Nancy said it best. 855-765-1045 is the number. This is George in Jacksonville. How you doing, George? Hey, how's it going? Hey, good, man. Um, What's up? The, uh,
2: nothing. I appreciate you giving us a shout-out. Um, we're HVAC Tech over here. I listen to your show every day, and I yeah. come to it with an open mind. I'm oh. a Democrat. But I agree with you on some of the things that you argue about. Oh, I appreciate Hands it. Down. But... Dude, to sit here and make a big deal about one accusation, and your guy has twenty five accusations. Your guy won't release his tax
0: records. Why? It's well, not, not to show what's in it. It's not I against. Really the, it's not against the law. law not to uh, hold on one second, George. Uh, sexually assaulting a woman is uh, is a federal offense. Not <laughs> keeping your tax records private isn't. But what grabbing females by the private part is a federal offense, right? I mean, that's assault. Who, but he did not grab a woman. He said to Billy Bush, here's what happened. And that's what, that's he what the clip did. Clinton... He, did. Who... he said, I grabbed them and they let you. They let me because I'm a star. George, let me ask you a question. Do you know how many allegations against Trump there are? You said, what, 25? A, a crazy amount, and all do right. I believe every one of them? Absolutely not. Okay, you
2: to sit here and act like, "Whoa, look at this! This is we have to do. We have to invest. Then we need to do it on both sides." That's all I'm saying. If right, you're gonna be one right. One, Absolutely. I but, did not agree with the way people treated Kavanaugh. I thought that was the scariest thing ever. Here's a guy who has boys. What are my boy so if my guy, my kid makes a mistake at sixteen, you're gonna hold him
0: accountable at forty? All right, good. George, this across the board. George, let me ask you a question. How many, how many accusations against Brett Kavanaugh were there? One. 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 And how many people reported on it? And how much of our lives did it take up? And how many Senate subcommittee meetings did we have to sit through? Do you remember the hours and ridiculous. the weeks? It, it was, was ridiculous. My right, it and he was And look, and he was just one of nine Supreme Court justices. This is a guy who wants to be president. And my point is that everybody's ignoring it. The reason you know of 25 accusations against President Trump, the reason you know about the Billy Bush tape, the reason you know about Stormy Daniels, the reason you know about all of that stuff is because the media reported it nonstop, incessantly. You Can't even get CNN to mention this thing. They will not ask Joe Biden about it. They will not investigate this woman's claim. They are trying to bury it. And I guarantee now that this is out, it's a race to see how many other women can get their name into the spotlight. You're right, George. There have been way more allegations against Donald Trump that have been publicized by the media. And that's the difference. Eventually it's and eventually it's all going to turn for Joe Biden. It starts with one and then another and then another. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. But listen, we do appreciate what you do. HVAC is super important. If your HC ever goes out in Florida, you know, uh, you know, you need someone's stat. And we do appreciate you listening and calling in too. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. If
1: you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream
0: the Mark K Show
1: in the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Jacksonville's News and Talk a minute we have
0: uh we have a live press conference from the governor and the mayor they're together uh 855 real quick though we have a couple people uh, a couple people wanted to come in butch in jacksonville hi butch how are you oh hi mark how you doing oh doing great man what do you want to say sir oh yeah i just want to say that
4: uh you know that about uh, president trump he's been getting a lot of, a lot of criticism lately but uh most of it is not really his fault. It was the guy who preceded him in the office. It was most of his right now.
0: Yeah, that is true. Uh, that's a good. That's a good point. Hey, thanks so much for calling, Butch. We really appreciate it. This is Brian in Connecticut. How are you? Hey, good, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing great, Brian. What do you uh, think? What do you want to say?
4: Hey, I got another. I got another look at this. I was uh, listening to a guy in line. I think Shapiro is his name, but mm-hmm. he was. He brought up a good point. He was saying, um, "Where did the CNN tape surface from?" You know, it's not, it's not the right because the right would wait till the last minute before the election to bomb it so you can't respond to it and it'll hurt Biden in the polls. So they're, he's thinking it could be coming from the left because they got no way of replacing Biden right now as their candidate and they're watching him disintegrate in front of their eyes. So the only way they could replace him is if this comes out and it's true and they say, well, he can't be our candidate anymore. We got to, we could put the Como in there now.
0: You think, so you think they're basically trying to get Biden out of there, so they're, they're, tar, they're torpedoing well, who their own candidate. Where did the CNN
4: tape come from? Who surfaced that? You know what I mean? That, that's from
0: 1991. Yeah, I we, I we should probably uh, pull that one up too. Um, oh, you know, and what, then the neighbors come. And the neighbors come out
4: saying, "I hate Trump and I'll never vote for him." But I know this girl, and it's and it's true. She doesn't lie. You know that that's a perfect excuse there too. You know, it's like somebody hates Trump, so it's got to be true. Yeah, You know good. what I mean? So that's it could a- be all. It could be a big. Uh, PNC play here to try to replace Biden while they still have time and get a good candidate in there.
0: Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Look, you you can't put anything past any of those people. Um, And I think he's talking about the Larry King tape where his her mom called in uh, to Larry King live and asked questions about what to do because her daughter was so distraught. That this had happened, she worked for a senator, and uh, and she'd been taken advantage of. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Greg in California. How you doing, Greg? Greg, you there? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Oh, good, man. What do you want to say, sir? <clears throat> so, I don't. I don't know. I, I wanted to
5: say uh, I, maybe it's just me, but I don't feel like I hear enough people uproaring about our rights um, being suppressed, right? So, I mean, these orders uh, given by the governors, like, stay-at-home order is not a law, right? Um, Businesses closing and non-essential businesses closing is not a law, right? So they'll cite people, they'll arrest people, but they do that for two reasons. So the the first reason they do it is... They want to gauge their power, right? So they want to see how far they can go. And then the second reason is to set an example in hopes that other people will see it and be afraid and not do it. But they can't tell us to stay home. They can't tell businesses to stay shut down. And that's why I love seeing, you know, um, that lady from Texas that runs that nail salon opening up. And there's other businesses Popping up, Uh, I I think, a restaurant owner in in Maine. Well, uh, I mean, what's happening
0: now in Michigan? And that's I mean, in Michigan, you've got probably one of the one of the strictest stay at home orders from Governor Whitmer is that you have people that have been wanting to go back to work and not wanting to stay at home and thinking that she's really I mean, and she really has probably overstepped the rule of law and her limitations of power more so than and probably any other governor in in the United States. And they stormed the Capitol. They literally—they grabbed their guns, they grabbed their flags, and they stormed into the Capitol and they tried to get on the House floor and they were screaming and yelling and the cops were there. It was—I uh, was, mean, it was—it was quite a sight to behold. <laughs> I mean that went on for like hours yesterday in the photo. I mean these people are not outside; they're inside the state house, and there's a line of police officers all wearing masks, and they're standing there trying to keep these people from storming into the uh, storming into the floor of the Senate and you know taking over the place. They're yelling tyranny, they're yelling, tyranny! They tyranny! by the way. Tyranny! tyranny, tyranny, and I mean in in some aspects they have a legitimate complaint. Uh, there were a lot of complaints about the protesters saying, you know, why why do they have to bring guns? Why are they screaming at the cops? I mean, I feel like every protest has a little bit of screaming at the cops, uh, but it was peaceful. You know, no one was hurt. They stood there. They wanted they they wanted the senators and the uh, and the Congress in Michigan and the governor to hear them. And people heard them all over all over the country yesterday. It was one of the most active and one of the most most uh, passionate protests against these stay at home orders that we've heard. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five, and I don't think it'll be the last. It probably won't be the last in Michigan, and you may start seeing some of those similarly in Kentucky. You might start seeing some of those similarly in other states where the governor. I mean, Nashville, Tennessee. I know that the mayor. Uh, I was uh, talking to, uh, watching uh, Tommy Laren on her Instagram, and the mayor of Nashville just put another two weeks onto their stay-at-home order, and people in Nashville aren't happy about it. If these things don't start getting lifted like they are here in Florida, if they're not even st- starting to talk about a phased reopening of states and cities and public areas and and the economy, then uh, they're definitely going to have more and more social unrest on their hands, not less. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. We are awaiting. The governor and the mayor in a joint press conference, speaking of uh, reopening Florida, to tell us what the latest is, what the next phase is, what to expect this weekend and into next week. Uh, we're going to d- jump to the traffic weather news, and then we look to come to that press conference live next on the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining,
1: never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you know, hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show.
0: This is the mark Chase show 855-765-1045 All right, so we're waiting still this live press conference from the governor and the uh and the mayor the joint press conference about reopening florida and jacksonville they're late again i mean they're about as reliable as a as a trump presidential tracking poll um but you know hopefully they will be here hopefully any minute and we will uh we will bring you that information um you know as uh as we get it eight five five seven six five one zero four five. this is eli in israel hi eli how are you Good,
4: Mark. Uh, it's me again. I spoke to you a couple of days ago. Remember I remember, again? yeah.
0: We, we don't get that many Israeli callers, so I remember you well.
4: <laughs> well, um, I wanted to talk to you about the Trump uh, press conference every sure. night. yeah. Okay, uh, I love Trump. You know, I went to uh, four of his in the state uh, last summer. Okay. And I'm looking forward to go
0: again. Hopefully he's going to start rallying... Uh, uh soon well he's gonna start traveling soon we know that in fact we talked a little bit about that yesterday he's already planning a trip to arizona not for a rally but he's you know he's like everyone else he's getting antsy with the quarantine and the stay at home orders he wants to get out and meet the people and i think that some yeah. of these i think yeah. some of these questionable poll numbers he's starting to see uh that is really pushing him to get out of the white house anyway yeah so what do you want to say about the rallies yeah he's no i know my daughter told me he she, my daughter lives in phoenix arizona She oh,
4: told wow. me he's coming next oh, week oh great okay perfect I wish I could uh, get on an airplane and come. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the reporters at his press conference are trying to ambush him. Correct. He should talk less and let the other professional answer the questions, because uh, all the questions they ask him is the
0: g- gacha questions. You yeah. Know? No, I they understand. Yeah, they want they're trying to ambush him. They're trying and that's exactly I think mean, we talked about that at length. Here's the problem though. If he does that, he they win. If he says, "I'm not going to take any more questions. I'm going to sh- cut these press conferences short or I'm going to cre- uh, I'm going to cut the press conferences altogether," then they win. They get exactly what they wanted, which is less Donald Trump. If he puts the experts up more, then they get exactly what they wanted, which is more experts. And a lot of the experts, as we know, are not necessarily on team Trump. They're not necessarily on team economy. I mean, the the problem that the Democrats have is that they just want the health care experts to run the world. They just want people to stay at home forever. They don't care about the economy. They don't want to hear about the economic experts. They don't want to hear how the president's going to reopen the economy and build it back up to where, where it needs to be. So the less Donald Trump there is, the more the media wins and the more they get their message out. And the more these experts come out and say, stay at home, stay at home, stay at home, vote by mail, vote by mail, vote by mail. Don't go to work. Don't go to work. You know, get on welfare. We'll send you money. You can't have health experts make economic and political decisions. And the health experts should speak a little bit. The economic experts should speak a little bit. And then the president and the vice president, who's really in charge of the task force, should do the, uh, the most of the speaking, in my humble opinion. Um, because, I mean, look, whenever they say Trump should talk less, it's because that's what the media is saying. The media is saying the same thing. The media says that he, should, he should stop tweeting. Get off Twitter. Why, how many times have you heard the president spent hours on Twitter this morning ranting and raving about this, that, or the other? They know that Twitter is a direct communication tool from the Oval Office to the people. And there's no prism of of media bias. There's no way for them to take the words that he tweeted and twist them and turn them before they're delivered. Newspapers for years were the only way people got their news. So you got your news with the political bias of the paper's publisher. Then it was television and radio, and you got your news with the political bias of the of the television reporters. And now you've got Twitter, and the president tweets it, and you read it, and that's it. You can figure it out on your own. And they hate that. The media hates it. It's a threat. A president who is in charge of his own narrative is a threat to every single media outlet out there. And what do you see? What do you do when you're threatened? You lash out. What do you do when you're threatened? You lash out. You fight. You, you start flailing around. You try to ambush your opponent, your, your, your prey. You try to silence them. You try to get them to stop doing whatever it is they're doing, which is attacking your way of life. That's a great question, though. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Uh, we really appreciate it. This is Doug in Michigan. Hi, Doug. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, good. What would you want to and, say, sir? Uh, well, it's just this and
2: Whitmer is is becoming a pain in our butts.
0: Were you at the rally really? yesterday? Did you take your gun and go up to uh, the Capitol and start chanting, <sighs> tyranny, tyranny? Was that, were you one of those people I saw on Twitter? No, I wish I would have, but I... I cannot drive myself, oh, so I okay, don't right, yeah. drive. But the thing of it
2: is, is I used to work for DHS as an eligibility specialist, right. and I determine and I determine Medicaid for people who were over the age of eighteen and under sixty-five that weren't on Social Security for two years, okay. and they are trying to make. Um, my wife and my coworkers, little wimps, and tell them to follow the lead. What King Whitmer wants, and it's just crazy
6: because.
0: Yeah. No, it's definitely. You know, look, it, I mean, it's, it's coming to a boiling point up there in Michigan. Michigan is going to be one of the sites of the first in the stay-home revolution. It already is. Michigan, Kentucky, those are your boiling points. And it just so – and the reason – listen, the reason you don't have people in Tallahassee storming down the state house demanding that the governor reopen the state is because never, the governor really never closed the state. He was the last to, to make the kind of orders that everyone said. He, he left a lot of it up to the localities. You remember people were screaming and yelling two weeks ago when he allowed the uh, mayors to, to make decisions to reopen the beaches here in Jacksonville and everyone on CNN and MSNBC and the Drudge Report. They were, they were talking about how crazy we were and how Florida was going to be the reason for the second wave and all this ridiculousness. He has been the most professional, the most uh, uh, practical, and he's he's been one of the guys that has been able to juggle um, health and safety, which is very important, with your, your uh, constitutional rights and your personal freedoms, which is also very important. And then that third ball is the economy, and he understands how important all three of those things are to Floridians. And he's been doing a much better job than these other governors. And that's why you're starting to see these flare-ups of uh, of anger and passion and potential violence. And in Michigan, Governor Whitmer, she has done, she's taken, she's not juggling. She's got the health and safety ball and she's just tossing that up in the air. And the economy ball and the personal freedom or the constitutional rights balls, she basically threw those on the ground and she's got her foot on them. And she's tossing one ball in there going, hey. Look at me! I'm juggling. Everybody's safe, but they're not. They're going crazy. They're losing money. They're gonna. They're afraid that they're gonna be in poverty and that their their futures are going to be totally uh, irreversible, irreversibly destroyed because of what she's doing. She's not a governor. She's a dictator. She's not juggling. She's not thinking about her constituents. She's thinking about herself. All right, we're going to go live now to the press conference. Uh, Here we go. We have Little Talbot Island, Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis speaking with Mayor Lenny Curry. There you go. That was uh, the governor and Mayor Curry. Wait, Mayor Curry and Governor Ron DeSantis. I almost confused them. Uh, And the governor. Fired up. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. We've got a bunch of stuff from that speech, which we have to get into. That dude is on fire angry with the media, and he is setting the record straight while setting the people of Florida free. Uh, Quick break. We'll be back with more of the Markay Show right after this on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work?
1: Either way, watch the Mark K Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk.
0: This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks for joining us, man. I'm glad we got a couple minutes here to uh, unpack what the governor j- the governor just. The governor just let the rest of the country have it. He let the media have it. He said, "Look, here's what's happening in Florida. Here's why we're reopening a lot of our uh, of our businesses. Here's why we're letting people do more things on the beach. And here's what you need to." He basically he called out the drive-by media, and he used that term. He used, and clearly he's a Rush Limbaugh listener because he used the term drive-by media, and he was fired up, man. He was upset. Uh, you could tell that he was not going to let the the uh, mainstream media and the national media, who probably have never even been to Florida or haven't in a long time, dictate what was going on here in his state and tell the rest of the world how uh, poorly he was handling the situation when, as we've said all along, he uh, he was doing the opposite. And he gave us a shout-out, which we appreciate. But here's how he started off the press conference moments ago, if you missed it.
6: There was a lot of people, not from Florida, but from you between D.C. and New York, who thought that this was just like the most significant thing that had ever happened, that the sky was going to fall. They they did misleading pictures acting like, you know, this was like Lollapalooza on the beach or something like that. Yeah, and,
0: and we were at the forefront of that because it was Jacksonville uh, Beach, Atlantic Beach, Neptune Beach. Those were the beaches that they were talking about. And everyone went, I mean, even the Drudge Report said Florida reopens beaches. People are like, this is the, Dr. Fauci was commenting on us here in Jacksonville. And, and uh, Governor DeSantis wanted
6: to say, hey, look, we're not, we're not Florida man here. We know what we're doing. Since the beginning of the COVID-19 emergency, we've made decisions based on data, facts, and science.
0: Yeah, and then he started throwing other governors of other states
6: under the bus, most notably New York. And this was what they were focused on. Not dirty subway cars, not other things that have been major transmitters of this disease. No,
0: they wanted to, they were all worried about the Florida beaches, when really they haven't even sanitized any of the subway cars in New York City until, oh, today. And then then he was like, look, uh, shout out, by the way, to us here in Florida.
6: And and people here were mocked. And I want to thank the local media here in Northeast Florida for fighting back against false narratives and actually putting the facts out, actually showing that people were behaving responsibly.
0: And then he went to some of the facts and he said, look, here's the deal on the 26th of April or the 25th of April here in Duval County. We had four Four new
6: cases. Now, out of a county of a million people, uh, that is extremely low. That's like lunchtime in Queens. Yeah, he talked about how uh, here in Florida we actually
0: uh, benefit from going outside because the, the science shows that sunlight rapidly kills the disease. Uh, It's a lower risk of you catching the disease in an outdoor environment as it is in an indoor environment. So letting people go to the beach, letting people go to the parks, letting people spend time outside with their families actually helps them. It keeps them safer than all these other governors that are making people, mandating that people stay inside. Uh, They said that in an outdoor environment, the virus is killed faster. Higher temperatures and humidity make it almost impossible, not impossible, but almost impossible for the virus to last a long time on a surface. Cases have been declining in Florida over the last 10 days. And he is he wants everybody to know that they're making responsible decisions, that it's safe to go outside and that there is a mainstream media uh, effort to smear the state of Florida. Probably because he's a Republican, probably because Donald Trump's a resident, probably because... You know, it's Florida. Everybody, the whipping boy of the United States of America. But he also said something that we've been saying here for weeks. He said something that we've been saying here for a very long time. And what he mentioned was that we believe that this has been here longer than we expect. Remember when I said I thought I got it back in January and everyone called in and said, I think I got it, too, because I was laid up for two weeks. And then someone said my entire office was out of commission for like two weeks. No one could come to work. We were all giving each other what we thought. It was the worst flu in the world now looking back we think we all had the covid well the governor agrees with that assessment
6: i think we all understand at this point this thing was here earlier than we thought yeah and he would mention the super bowl in miami back in february uh, the super bowl in miami i was talking to the to the head of the committee i was like there's no way we didn't have this in the super bowl
0: i mean you've got people coming from all over the world for the super bowl you have them all jammed in a little tight area for the super bowl and in January, you had people that were getting these these quote-unquote bizarre respiratory infections that doctors had never seen anything that bad or people saying, oh, it's the worst flu season ever. And then it was just shortly after the Super Bowl that you started to see these cases all uh, all over the place. Now, what does this mean? Why does he bring that up? because if this thing were here earlier than we thought and if this thing were here for something like the Super Bowl and even the one day that we had for the players tournament and any other or you know Disney World if it were here for the Super Bowl think about how many people have had come through the gates of Disney World in Orlando or Universal Studios in Orlando between the time of the Super Bowl in early February and the time that we shut everything down in mid March Think about that. He said he
6: believes that more people have the antibodies than we thought. So I think it was here. I think there's way more people that have the antibodies than we thought initially. And if that's the case, then it
0: is definitely safer for people to go out on the beach. It's definitely safer for people to go out to the parks. It's definitely safer for us to start slowly opening up the state of Florida. And the other good news about these outdoor environments is that a lot of what we do here, including our shopping malls, are outdoors. Think about the St. John's town center. You're literally outside sweating and and apparently now killing the coronavirus every time you walk between stores. Everything's outside. You're walking down the street. You're walking here and there. And come Monday, that's going to start slowly reopening as well. So with the hotter temperatures, with the humidity, with the fact that he believes uh, we have more antibodies in the state than anyone realized beforehand, with the fact that you know, he's saying we were have a lower testing here in Duval County. I mean, four people out of a county of a million people. He said we've t- we're testing at one percent, one percent of people that are tested come back positive. And there are cities in this country where it's 30 percent. So once again, while the mainstream media and while the other governors, while they bash Florida and while they look at Florida and say this is ridiculous, how can these irresponsible politicians be opening up the beaches and letting their people go out to to fish and to ride their bikes and to walk their dogs? Why do they need to do that? Go stay inside or you're going to be killing people. For these people to come out and say that, the governor hears the message, and as our elected representative, he's standing up to say, you people are insane. You're lying. It's not true. And here are the facts. And before he left, he, of course, took a moment to uh, to, to slap one more governor, and that is Governor Whitmer from Michigan, who has been, again, one of the most strict and ridiculously dictatorial governors with her stay-home-and-shelter-in-place orders. Here here was his mic drop drop moment before leaving the press conference at Little Talbot Island Park.
6: Uh, Saying that someone can't plant a seed in their front yard, that has nothing to do with public health, um, and that's really just about social control. All right, I'm going to take off. Thanks, guys.
0: Look at that. Social control. That's not social distancing. That's social control. I'm going to take off, guys. Might drop. There you go. Ron DeSantis, uh, governor of the state of Florida. Lenny Curry was there, too. He didn't have much to say, but it looks like it looks like the governor's in control. He's not happy with the rest of the country, and he's definitely working for you and for me so that we can get out there, so that we can enjoy our state, so that we can be safe, be responsible and bring our economy back so that we can make Florida great again. Uh, listen, we got to get out of here. We got traffic, weather, news. More on that press conference coming up. Rush Limbaugh's on the way. I hear he's back today. I think that's what I heard. I don't know. They don't, I'm always the last to know. And then we will be back Monday, right here, with a new episode of the K Show on 104.5 WOKV.